good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the solid rock of Scripture? Great to have you today. It's so good to be a part of the podcast with you and be able to open the Word of God. Uh, My question for you today is, do you have a family altar at your house? Uh, I ask that question because recently in the Bible reading for our church, Uh, that we're all going through together for the most part, I believe. Uh, We've been recently reading through the book of Genesis. And of course, uh, you don't go very far in the book of Genesis before you run into a man who, of course, is uh, responsible for a, a lot of the reason why we are where we are today. And that is his name is Abraham. His name, technically, when we first encounter him in Genesis chapter 12, his name is Abram. And perhaps you've read his story, and it's a very interesting one to say the least. He who was really a pagan idol worshiper, <clears throat> where and he lived in the in uh, what what is modern day Iraq today, but God met him there, and God sovereignly spoke into his life and said, "I want you to be my people, and I will be your God." And so Abraham believed on the name of God, and God began to use him to do great and wonderful things. In fact. Uh, today we understand that Abraham had Isaac, Isaac had Jacob, Jacob's name was changed of course to, uh, to Israel and as a result God was unfolding his divine plan to bring a savior into this world and he was going to do it <clears throat> through the descendants of Abraham. God made him some great promises. He said if you'll go out from where you Uh, from where you are to a land that I'm going to tell you about. If you'll be obedient to my word, if you'll take me at my promises, then I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to be El Shaddai, which is a title for God, which means the all-providing one, uh, the the one who uh, uh, gives everything that's necessary for life. And Abraham came to realize that as the years went by. And in Genesis chapter 12, verse 4, we read in our reading program recently that Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him, and Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran, and they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. Uh, the scripture says that that obedience of Abram really began this relationship that grew and that blossomed in the Lord. But I want to point out in chapter 12 that one of the things that stands out to me about Abram's life has great relevance and application to your life today. I don't know where you are and how you're, uh, um, where you're listening to this, but I do know that if you have any family whatsoever, I want to recommend to you a practice that Abram really exemplifies in his own life. In chapter 12 and verse 7, the Bible says uh, that after Abram uh, left out of, his, uh, out of Haran, the town that he lived in, And when he obeyed God, he went through, verse 7 says, And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said unto unto thy seed, Will I give this land? And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. So the, the course of events is this. Abram meets God. God calls Abram to be his son. 
Abram agrees and submits himself to God and to his word, and he moves his family out. And when he gets to the to an area, you can read it in Scripture for yourself, between Bethel and Ai, he some people pronounce that AI, but I, he again, he, he actually built an altar and he did that as he went down into Canaan where God was calling him to be. And it was at the altar where Abram fellowshiped with God. He was blessed there. He was reminded of God's goodness. He gave worship to this God of all creation. Uh, and that was a special time and a special uh, example that Abram gives us of what's important is to have that altar where it's a place where you can come and worship him. We do read tragically in Genesis chapter 12, though, that there was a hiccup in this whole process. And that is, you remember that Abram went down into Egypt and he failed to build an altar in that place. And in Egypt, he committed that awful sin of lying to Pharaoh about his wife Sarai. Uh, he maybe had he built an altar down there. Maybe he was intimidated by the paganism of Egypt. Maybe he was made to feel like such a stranger that he didn't want to stand out by building that altar and worshiping the one true God. But in any case, had he built an altar and worship, maybe he would have been delivered from that sin because he took his eyes off God and looked around him. Abram learned his lesson, though. Because when he went back to the place near Bethel, he returned to that altar, Genesis 13, verse 4 says, and he worshiped. Can I suggest to you that when you first got saved or became a disciple of Jesus Christ, that it may have been recommended to you by the person who led you to God to have a regular warm time of worship and fellowship at a good old-fashioned altar. Uh, an altar meaning, obviously, a daily place of worship and blessing and fellowship with God. Uh, I've even read of books that were devotional books called The Daily Altar. Uh, it's important for you that you have that. It was a must for Abram. Uh, I know it's a must in my own life personally that I cannot neglect that time with God. Uh, and you'll find it to be true in your own life too. The most important altar that you can actually build uh, build. Dads, if you're listening to this, moms and dads, but particularly you fathers, or if you're a single mother, you, you need to take heed to this as well. The most important altar that you can build for your family is this family altar. It's a daily time, essentially, when your family meets together to read the Bible together and to pray together. And some people have said, but pastor, I'm so busy. I have so many things going on. There's so many activities. And of course, that's the curse of our current culture. And that is we have our children and ourselves involved in so many activities that we largely leave no room for God in the altar. Can I challenge you today? It's hard. You live in day after day of life. You're going through all of the trials and the struggles. <clears throat> but I want to recommend to you that, that having that daily time where your family meets together around the Bible is absolutely essential. It'll help keep you uh, uh, steadfast and consistent in your even in your own walk with the Lord and show your children what really matters. You don't have to read entire chapters or entire books of the Bible, but I want to suggest to you that having that time that purposefully adores, honors, and magnifies the name of God, and then like Abram did, took his word. The Bible says in the book of Romans that Abram believed God 
And he didn't have a Bible like we have today. But Abram believed God, and the Bible says, and God counted it unto him as righteousness. That faith in God is essential. I remember a man named Dr. Ed Nelson. I've admired him all my life. He was a true servant of the Lord. He's uh, he's a, a very elderly man right now. But he tells about the time that he was conducting an evangelistic campaign in Colorado where he lived. And one night he gave an invitation for men to come forward to start a family altar. But after the service, a man came to him and said, you know, I'd really like to do that, but 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 I didn't come forward. And so he asked, well, why didn't you step out on that invitation to commit to having a family altar? And this man said, Brother Nelson, we're having a difficult time financially. We just can't afford to buy another piece of furniture right now. Well, he had the idea that the family altar was a literal piece of furniture, um, an altar where the family knelt each day. What I'm, I'm asking you is not to buy another piece of furniture. I'm telling you to carve out the time to have what Dr. Nelson called a family worship time, a family altar. Read a portion of the Bible. Pray together. Be encouraging. Instead of yelling at each other, uh, instead of getting in the flesh and making your home a miserable place to be, do you have a family altar? I want to encourage you to have that worship time every day. Psalm 127.1, the Bible says, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. Walk with Christ, keep Him in the forefront of your attention, and have faith that God is real in your life.